Welcome to Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Carol Woolham Roberts. And I'm her husband, Paul. And we are the creators of Bromia's Story. Our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I are so pleased to bring in some special guests throughout 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. Our guest for the month of May will be another good friend of ours, Simon Miller, the technology coordinator for the Kellogg School District. But since April has five Fridays and our practice has been to bring you four episodes for each interview, we've decided it's time for us to reflect back on what we've heard from our guests so far and spend some time answering a few of the interview questions ourselves. Well then, Paul, let's get started with our inaugural fifth Friday episode of the Dreams of Bones podcast by giving you a chance to look back at your childhood and tell us what things have shaped the creative person you are today. Oh, you know, I have been thinking about this, I feel like, for, for four months. Um, and one of the things, again, that has stood out for us, and we've commented about this before, is that everyone seemed to talk so much about mom. It was the mothers. I, I have decided that uh, in, in most of those cases, that was sort of this cultural thing. It's not that fathers aren't creative, but I just know I spent so much time with my mom. Um, mom had the time to read to us more. Mom had the time to be playing the piano around us more. Uh, a lot of the music that uh, myself and my my siblings were involved with was was really because of of mom. And so that's that, that's one of the major things for me. And then I know that other people have talked about uh, the the role that the church played. Uh, in their upbringing, and certainly, oh my goodness, the the stories that I learned during Sunday school. You know, I I spent all of my childhood, every Sunday, in a Sunday school class, learning to love uh, those those stories, uh, hearing uh, wonderful tales, and and so I think that those those two things. Uh, made a big difference. And then for me, I think another one was the fact that that I had two older brothers, uh, two older brothers who went to school uh, before I did, but came home. They were interested in reading. They were interested in learning. And I wanted to be like them. And I wanted to be like them so much that when they brought home books and they were reading to mom or reading to each other, that I was sitting there next to them wanting to read along. And, and mom always uh, was able to sort of tell the story about me being able to read before I got to first grade, uh, that I was reading all of Kevin and Kent's books uh, before I went to school. And I, I think that place that that love of learning, that love of language uh, in, in me. I, I, I grew up with that. Now, I, I, I wish that, that 
that that had expanded into some other creative areas. Uh, but for me, that explains some of of uh, my creative bent, which sort of is towards writing and language. Uh, well, you know, we can talk a little bit more sometime about uh, uh, the the drama side of things and how that came about too. But Carol, take a few minutes and 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 you uh, answer that question for us. Tell us about your childhood. You know, I look at actually two things. Um, I look at my home, and then I look at, uh, you know, outside of the home. And in our home, I feel like, you know, music played a big part um, from both my mom and dad. I feel like, you know, we had all these records, and, you know, we had a record player, and we had... My dad loved jazz music, so we had a lot of jazz records. My mom loved show tunes, so we had a lot of mm-hmm. you know, Broadway musical records. Um, we had a lot of Ray Conniff Jr. records that they just played a whole variety of things. But then I had older brother and sister who were eight, nine years older than me. So they had a lot of albums, um, you know, coming out of the late 60s, early 70s. And I mean, I would hear Chicago, I'd hear Carol King, all kinds of different Herb Albert. I remember we had some of his music. And um, Elton John was another album, you know. So, so all those different people really influenced my music because we just had all kinds of it. I remember, gosh. I imagine I was in junior high when um, you could join the Columbia Record Club mm-hmm. and you could get 12 records for one penny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember signing up and getting 12 records for one penny. And and then, you know, you ordered, um, I don't know how often you had to order a record, but, um, but I got quite a few records from <laughs> belonging to the Columbia Record Club. Yeah. And, um, you know, and again, that just kind of expanded. I continued loving Broadway musicals, you know, as more modern ones came. I know I got a lot of Broadway records, cast records. Because I was younger, I had kind of my own space upstairs. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. called it the hall. Mm -hmm. You'd go up to the top of the stairs, and there'd be kind of this open area, and that was where the record player was. That was where bookshelves were. And then you went down this other little hallway to our bedroom, and my sister and I shared the bedroom. And But that was kind of my play area. And I remember spending a lot of time up there listening to records, reading, you know, really doing a lot of, I think, imagination kind Mm -hmm. of things. And then I look at playtime outside of my home with friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seemed like a lot of our playtime was using our imagination, playing with Barbies. Still to this day. Still to this day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we'd go on hikes on the hills. We'd make little forts. I remember one time a couple of our... The neighborhood kids came over and we did a worm circus mm. and we had like we dug up worms and we made a little <laughs> circus with them <laughs> and but yeah i mean we just um 
see my thing. You know, we play school, we play house, we play office, we, you know, I mean, all that kind of stuff, role play kind of things. And then as I got into, well, um, both my brother and sister played musical instruments. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was... Um, what did Bill play? Bill played, um, I think he might have started out with the trombone, but I, but then he ended up playing the um, baritone. Oh, yeah. And then my sister played the flute, and and I don't know if it was just like, well, I'm going to play the flute, because my sister played the flute, we have a flute, so that's what I'm going to do, which was fine with me. Mm-hmm. And I remember, yeah, starting band, back then we would start, we'd have summer band, and that was in the summer between fourth and fifth grade. Hmm. And oh, then, really? um, hmm. yeah, you'd go for about a week, and and you, Mr. Benson would have you come over to the junior high at that time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I don't know how many hours a day it was, it probably wasn't that long, but for those elementary students who wanted to kind of get started, and I think a lot of it was just kind of introducing you to the instrument, giving you enough information to play mm-hmm. the instrument some before, because you started, you know, when you got to junior high, um, or when you got into, then into elementary school, then you were in a band, like, a band once a week. So Mr. Okay. Benson would okay. come to Sunnyside once a week. So we had our fifth grade band. And then I think when I was in sixth grade, then you had a sixth grade band. I think that's how it worked. Yeah. And then, you know, after being in band for two years and then you got to junior high, then you joined the big band. And at that point, you know, when when I was in school, you know, we had, it was seventh, eighth and ninth graders and probably out over a hundred kids in that band. I mean, yeah. it was huge. Yeah. So yeah, so I had band, and then when I got to ninth grade, I I did drama, and I remember and one who, of the, uh, what, so who's your drama instructor? Cheryl or, Brown. Okay. Yeah, and um, and I remember one time he had us as one of his assignments had us write a play, and I remember really liking that, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of, and and I think I always kind of wrote little things and I always like to um you know I kept a diary you know off and on and how long ago did you graduate how many years ago 40 40 I, I, I suddenly I wanted to make the the sixth street uh, melodrama connection uh, uh, you had Cheryl grounds Cheryl was one of the founders but you didn't you weren't with him while he was no, because that. that started in, what, 83? That was 83, yeah. okay. So. But I love, you know, and, and I remember, um, you know, being in Campfire Girls, you know, we oh, do little right. things, yeah. and, you know, I remember one time we did a talent show, and... And was Christy in Campfire? Yeah. Oh, and Bill did Boy Scouts, so yeah. you guys had that. See, we didn't do... Yeah. We didn't do that... Uh, I I knew I had friends that did Boy Scouts and and and, and Girl Scout stuff, but we mm-hmm. we weren't involved in in that kind of stuff. When you I I, I want to go back to you playing in the house, uh, playing in the house by yourself. Were was that in, in your memory mostly was was that musical and records and and singing and remember, acting? Yeah. Still, you know, I um. Yeah, and I think some of it was, um, yeah, in my head, maybe 
you know, coming up with shows. Yeah. <laughs> because my, if, I, it wasn't unusual for me to be by myself. It, uh, again, if, if we went out, if I went out to play, then it was with uh, Rory Lowe next door or all the boys, um, the three Lowe boys, the three Roberts boys, and we were out and it was sports oriented. Mm -hmm. that, that was what we were doing vast majority of the time was it had something to do with sports. Although Rory and I played Batman and Robin. He was mm -hmm. Batman, I was Robin. Yeah. And we were rescuing the pretty girl, and that was like first, second, third grade because mm -hmm. Batman was on. But but I liked being by myself in the house, and, and that was reading. Mm -hmm. And I would, like you disappeared with your records and role-played, I was... And I was in a book. It was reading. I mean, I think I, I did do reading. I don't, you know, and I had all kinds of stuff. I mean, I had toys. I had, you know, and then we had those storage closets that had stuff in them. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what all I did. You know, sometimes it was creating a little Barbie house village or something, you know. <laughs> sometimes I play Barbies by myself. But, you know, I always, I think I always liked to sing. But the way our junior high worked was... I think in seventh grade, you had one elective, so that was band. And then eighth grade, you had another elective, and then you, or two electives, and then in ninth grade, you had three electives. Hmm. But some of that had to do, too, with, like, when you were going to take speech and when you were going to take home ec, and I can't remember what I took, what my other one was when I was in eighth grade, but hmm. in ninth grade... I took drama, but I never did take choir when I was in junior high. Mm -hmm. But I did when I was, oh, later grade school, like maybe fifth and sixth grade, maybe fourth. Our church had a, like, they called it junior choir. Okay. So, um, so I did get to start singing some in the junior choir. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when I, I think when I got to high school, then I could join the big choir. And... Yeah, and it seemed like, I remember there was a woman in our church when I was younger who, um, and she did, she must have done junior choir too, because she had a guitar, you know, which was <laughs> kind of, oh, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and I remember she played the recorder, because I ended up getting a recorder at one point too, and so that was fun, you know, just to have something a little different where, um, you know, she'd play these songs. And in fact, there's still some of those songs that I could sing to yeah, this day. Yeah. And um, and I guess we had uh, I, I I had church choir. I sort of forgot about about that. We that and that was at a pretty young age mm -hmm. that that we were uh, uh, allowed to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's the there are those memories. Uh, some of those old uh, recordings of the boys, um, Kevin and Paul, as, uh, when I was four or five years old, and, and there's some old recordings of us singing. Mm -hmm. Mom would, would try to get us boys to, to sing. I was getting every fourth word out. Um, and Kent, Kent was always the, to me, Kent was the adventurous one, the brave one, the bold one, and, and Kevin followed right after Kent, and then I, I was trying to follow, uh, but <laughs> But much more on that, on that introverted side. Yeah, you know, I um, I remember too, like other things, you know, looking at summers and um, mm -hmm. you know, we always went to someone always had some kind of vacation Bible school, so you mm -hmm. went to that, okay. yeah. which involved singing, you know, learning songs. Yeah. Um, also, 
being in Camp Fire, we went to day camp every summer, you okay. know, for a week. So, and again, that was learning songs, sometimes doing skits. And I, you know, I don't remember, like being up in front of people, that never really bothered me, it seems like, that it, that I always kind of liked, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I remember being in school and if you had to read out loud, you know, that never bothered me. Or if I had to give a book report mm -hmm. to the class, I don't ever remember that being scared yeah. of having to do that. Yeah, and, and uh, me, you know, that's interesting because I knew I was a good reader, so I was okay if the teacher asked me to read all right, I will read because that was good. If the teacher asked me to go to the board and do a math problem, I was scared to death because yeah. I wasn't as good at that. <laughs> yeah. Now that uh, yeah, that would be another. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, I look at, um, you know, kind of more of the, uh, like, art kind of things, yeah. you know, drawing, coloring, painting. And, you know, for some reason along the way, and I think I kind of, as other people shared about this, I never felt like I was very good. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think some of it was I, you know, if someone gave me something to color, I just want to get it done. You know, and it wasn't real neat and it wasn't. And at that point, um, you know, they wanted you to color in the lines and, you know, they wanted, you know, certain things. And so I think in my head it was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm not good at art. Yeah. And then I found as an adult, it's like, yes, I am. I mean, I can, you know, I can create different things mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. that medium. Right. So yeah, I wish, again, um, I wish I could have somehow had a, the ability to do some kind of art, even if it wasn't through school, right. you know, to show right. that, oh yeah, you know, I do have, but I think even when I got into college and started playing around with some stuff and yeah. that I was able to kind of start doing some more things where I realized, oh, I can I can do this. Yeah, when you have a few people that, that uh, sort of give you some confidence and you, and you feel good about taking the risk, then I think that that helps with, with us uh, being, being willing to risk it. I think that creativity can just feel that way. That's that resistance that we talk about. And even as kids, I think that there's, there's probably some of that resistance. You know, we talked about uh, the fact uh, that uh, with our, our fifth Friday interviews that we weren't sure how many questions we would need to go through. And then I said right at the start, oh, well, uh, probably just one because that's all. We'll fill the time. And we have filled our time. Uh, we are up to 20 minutes. That's about all the time that we have uh, for this fifth Friday episode for the month of April. Maybe Carol and I will will add to this uh, soon, but uh, Carol, I think we'll likely try this again on the fifth Fridays in July and September and uh, December, so uh, I, I think we'll continue. Well, and I just want to add um, um, next month we will have Simon Miller and um, but I'm just going to give you a little teaser that after May, we're going to do some changes with the podcast and how we're running it. So just stay tuned, and we'll be talking more about that um, in the weeks ahead. Excellent. Very good. Very good. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members and this month's podcast subscribers for helping support the Dreams and Bones podcast. And as always, if you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.
growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Roberts. Join us next week for the first of our four-part episode with Simon Miller on your Dreams and Bones podcast.